This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. I feel like this past week has been a doozy of a week. And I think probably across the board, if you live in the United States, maybe if you don't live in the United States, I, I'm hearing from people from all over the world who are watching the events of the presidential election unfold and just, there's a lot. And leading up to it, there was a lot. And now that it's done, but not over with, there's a lot. And there's a lot of division. There are a lot of big feelings. And there are a lot of people that I'm hearing from who are feeling like they don't know what to feel. Mm -hmm. There are unknowns. There's unrest. And I feel like those have been the words for this entire year. So to kind of end out months and months, not even in doubt, but to have months and months and months of unrest and unknowns, mm -hmm. and then to add this on top. I think a lot of people are just feeling weary. Yeah. So today's topic is soul care when life feels stressful. And this week was not only the presidential election, but we also had a really big court date for champ. And it happened to be on the day of the presidential election. And we knew that this was coming. We knew that there was a very good chance, like we talked about on a recent episode, that reunification was going to be happening. But this was kind of the deciding date 
where we were going to have a pretty specific time frame and know, was it going to be weeks? Was it going to be months? And just to get some answers and some clarity. But I think also knowing that was looming, there was the weight of that as well. Because the the anxiety of the unknown. Yeah. And what was it going to mean for our family? So we're going to talk more about some things that we're learning and some things that we're doing this week and just encouraging you to make soul care a priority and what could that look like. And we're going to share some R&R, alliteration with R's for that. But Jesse, let's talk a little bit more. We're going to talk about what's saving our life and about the books we're reading, but I wanted to just dive in a little bit more to what's going on with Champ because I know that a lot of people have been following along with this journey and have a lot of questions and we still don't have specific specifics, but what can we share at this point? Just that we're moving on towards reunification and it's going in that direction. It's going along pretty smoothly and it's, it's actually a really, it's enjoyable to see and it's, it's enjoyable in the sense that we see is mom taking a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. stepping up to the plate and um, taking ownership mm-hmm. and caring for him and loving him well. And it's fun to see him respond because I know we've had a lot of different um, um, personal interactions with her and with him there. And it's very evident that he recognizes her and that there is that bond there. And it's neat to be a piece of the solution of reunifying and rekindling that bond. Well, I think one of our big hopes was for him to attach to us, which for a lot of people, that seems really weird that we would want him to attach Mm -hmm. to us, but he attached really hard. He's Mm -hmm. attached very hard to us. And, um, and people would say, well, you know, why do you want to do that? Because as we've learned, it's very, very important for a young child to have attachment in their first year of life. If they don't learn to attach when they're very little, they're usually going to struggle to attach their entire life. And so that first year is very imperative. And so our goal with attaching to ourselves to him and seeking to build that attachment was ultimately we wanted him to be able to attach to his mom. We're basically trying to give him tools to succeed. And we see that he's using those tools. I was sitting in feeding therapy. It was his mom and I were sitting right next to one another and he was sitting with the therapist. And so he could see both of us and he was looking back and forth. And I think it's probably a little bit of this weird thing. Like here's, here's these two, two women, what's going on here. But I kept seeing him look to his mom and look to her with that look that he often looks to me when we've been in different appointments where it's kind of like, I don't know this person who's holding me, but I know you. Mm-hmm. and I keep looking to you to make sure you're still here, and that makes me feel secure. So it was really cool to be in that appointment this week because it's we're just slowly, gradually having her start coming to all the appointments and handing the baton over to her. And so to be sitting there with her and to see him looking at her in that same way, like, I know you, and I feel secure because you're in the room with me. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really sweet thing, and we're grateful 
for so many things, there's been so many answers to prayer. And yes, there's been a lot of grief that has come with this knowledge that he's going back to his mom. And yet we see so much beauty in the process and to get to be kind of standing on the sidelines, cheering for him Mm -hmm. and being a part of this. It's just a really, really cool experience. And I know that in so many cases with foster care, this is not the end result. Mm -hmm. Or you're sending a child back to a situation that feels very unsafe. We're just extremely grateful that we get to be a part of a really healthy reunification where Mm -hmm. his mom loves him and cares so much for him and wants to show up to his appointments, wants to learn everything that she can, and is just has worked so hard to get to this place. I feel Mm -hmm. like she's fought so hard for him and through so much. And that's such a gift. And so we're really, really grateful and also grateful for the relationship that we built with her mm-hmm. and for her heart that she's communicated that she would like to continue on him having a relationship with us. And, you know, we don't know what that looks like and a lot can change, but that's just a huge, huge gift in and of itself. And and we've heard from many people who this is not the case. And, and my heart just breaks for those of you who haven't had an experience like this. And, you know, I just want to make it clear. We're not in any way saying, wow, it's really what we've done and how, Mm -hmm. you know, it it has been his mom and her heart from the beginning to work hard to get to this place. And that's really rare. And Mm -hmm. we just, every day we recognize that that's such a gift. Jesse, what are you reading right now? The same thing that I was reading last week and the week before that and the week before. No, you know, there's, you you probably recognize that there's a theme with me in books. And that is that I've long had this theme. It's kind of a love hate relationship between me and books. And that is that I like to start them, but not finish them. I think that, I think that a lot of people are like that. So so, so don't feel too badly. Oh, I don't, I don't feel bad about it, but that's honestly, that's one reason why I, kind of attached to audiobooks and you and listening to audiobooks because of being in the car a lot. But um I sat down this week you know and what Kirsten, what are you reading today? Kirsten, did you did you yeah. oh oh did you want to tell them what you're reading? Reading Goodnight Moon. Yeah. And guess how much I love you <laughs> but I decided to I want to get this done because I have another book that I want to start reading, but I want to finish this first because I started it and I just resolved that I was going to spend 20 minutes a day reading and plug along that way and I'll get it done. Um, I know in the past, these kind of books, I've actually, to the detriment of my family, got engrossed in them and stayed up till three in the morning reading and finishing a book. But I'm so far not doing that this time. I'm not saying that I'm not going to do that. But uh, I'm going to try this method of just plugging along 20 minutes a day. It's hard to only do 20 minutes if it's a fiction. If it's a fiction book, I think that's right. pretty easy with a nonfiction book. Mm-hmm. But a fiction book, if you really get into it, that actually takes a lot of self discipline to do that. So I am listening to an audiobook that I actually started months ago. I actually started it, I think, 
when we first got Champ, because I remember listening to it in the middle of the night when I was up with him and there was so much in it that was really good and helpful, even when we talk about the attachment that we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. but it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And I am only about 40% of the way through it. It's a fairly heady book, Mm -hmm. I would say, and there's a lot to it. I feel like I need to listen to it and then I need to read it and then I need to re-listen to it. So much there, but basically talking about how trauma affects our body in a really profound way and how so many people, the trauma that they've experienced, especially in childhood, really affects them as an adult, but a lot of times they've stuffed it down and it's getting addressed, but in the wrong way. So we might be slapping a label on someone Mm -hmm. and giving them medicine for something. You're like, we're medicating something that it's actually trauma that's been undiagnosed. And it's just really fascinating and eye-opening. And I, I can only listen to it a little bit at a time and then I kind of have to stop and process it. And I just think it would be a really valuable book to read if you are doing foster care, if you Mm -hmm. are in any sort of leadership position of people, or if you are considering adoption, or if you are a teacher, or you basically, if you work with people, which is almost everyone, but especially in situations like a teacher or a therapist or a counselor, or even a doctor or a foster parent or an adoptive parent, um, where you would maybe come across more people that are in, that have experienced trauma that's been undiagnosed, really valuable read or listen to, do you say a really valuable read or a listen to, or a a really valuable read or listen, listen. and so that's called the body keeps the score. So it has the audio, are you reading it or is it an audio I'm listening to okay. it. Okay. Because had, had you read the book before? Because you had mentioned something to me about it earlier this week. And I thought, yeah, I thought you had read that before. I had started it. And then it, I only get two weeks on the Libby app through the oh, library. And so it okay. had gone back. And then I've been waiting to get it on hold. And I'm hoping I can finish it. I had 10 hours left to listen to. So i I will have it for two weeks. So I figured if I did five hours per week and I can only listen to it on 1.15 because it's one of those that you can't just listen to it really quickly because there's so much to process. Mm -hmm. So the five hours are going to be almost actual five hours instead of when I listen to it on like 1.5. Has it mentioned anything about trauma from when someone is a child or an infant and then that presenting itself in different ways that are being medicated? Yes, 100%. That's where the I'm specifically trauma, a young child that may the, not even remember it. Yes, trauma in the womb. It talks okay. a lot about that and also trauma in the first 6 months of a child's life and how that can affect them. And and then it talks about how a lot of people have had trauma that they've stuffed down that they have forgotten and how it will kind of come to light in certain ways. You know, it reminds me because I was talking with our chiropractor this morning, I was dropping off a CD of an x-ray that um, one of our kids got for um, issues that they're having. But he was telling me that um, a lot of times we don't know what the cause of an, an a pain is. And sometimes it could be as a result of arthritis, 
that's as a result of an injury that you totally forget about because when the injury heals, it becomes stronger. And yet, because it becomes stronger and the, and the fibers and the tissue become stronger, it creates a, a scenario where it's pulling on other tissues or causing pain, creating pain that shouldn't be there, even though that particular area is healed and it shows up as arthritis or later in life. And it's kind of similar to what you're talking about. I think you would find this book really fascinating. I, even after I had only listened to maybe 30 minutes, I already had this long list of people that I want to be like, you need to read this book. (laughs) You need to read this book. It's just one of those books that it just really kind of makes you step back and re-examine a lot in life. What's saving your life this week, Jesse? I'd forgotten what I was going to say. Uh, maybe, oh, no, Hulu. no, no. I yes, was going yes, to yes, yes. say, well, you told me, you told me a joke this morning, a corny joke that I think you need to share. Um, it was a dad joke. I, you know, I, I was up late last night. and I thought you were up all night. I was up all night trying to figure out where the sun went, and then it dawned on me. Where do we have this? Yes. <laughs> Oh you know, you, you have not used that. I've not used that one. Been waiting yet. for that one. We should just have you bring one of your dad jokes. That's a little bit more appropriate. We should have you bring one of your dad jokes every week because you you are the master of the dad jokes. I sent one to you here the other day that was a bunch of levels up. It, all stacked in a row and levels one, like you, that you would yeah, you need levels to that you would uh, test whether something is plum or level and that had blue tape on all of them. And each of each of the levels, the blue tape had written wrong on the levels. And it said, this is wrong on so many levels. Again. Yeah, I know, I know. Wait, 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 wait. I feel it. It's coming. Just, just give me a minute. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. There you go. Thank you. You feel better? Yep, I do. Okay, back to what's saving your life, Hulu. Um, yeah, just, I think we've gotten our monies out of this month uh, for Hulu because we've been watching a lot of election returns and election information because we have Hulu. So we have... Um, a num- I think a number of different channels that we've been watching and trying to keep on top of things. So we, this is our first election to actually have quote unquote cable news. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted to be able to have it and we just never paid for it. And then when Hulu came along, it was a much better option because it's much, it's less expensive. And mm-hmm. also it's much easier as far as I understand to cancel and get out of. Yeah. Well, plus we can watch it on any devices, as which well. is very nice. And so we have really been enjoying being able to have that for the and, election. And it's, it's the Hulu TV. The, it's not the, where you can watch movies, whatever you want. It's, I think it's still in beta, but I think you can get it wherever. So anybody can get it. And we love it because they do actually have a lot of movies on there, although we haven't looked at it. Mm-hmm. You can view, it will, you know, record shows for you every mm-hmm. week. Plus you can watch live TV and it has a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, that's channels. the primary that's, reason that we got it. But then I, I watched the news and mm-hmm. you guys watch the sports, but then all of us have been watching the news recently. 
Well, what's saving my life this week is Bed Bath and Body Works. No, not not Bed, bed Bath. bath I was going to say Bed Bath what, and Beyond. Did they merge? Bath and Body Works. <laughs> I was like, after that came out, I was like, something's not right with that. Is that funny? Bath and Body Works apple pumpkin soap. My mom gave this to me for my birthday, and I have been loving it. I actually have it in our bathroom. And every time I wash my hands, it makes me so happy. And I wash my hands a lot because we have babies and COVID. There's what well, we don't have COVID, but we're trying to not have COVID. And so lots of hand washing going on. And it's the apple pumpkin soap, which just combines my very favorite fall flavors. So if you've not tried it out, you should definitely try it out. And there was a deal. I don't have a deal for you right now, but there was a deal just a few weeks ago on all their soaps. So hopefully they'll have a deal again. So. Does it taste like apple pumpkin? Because you said it combines the flavors. Are you eating it or what's, it's just the smells. Oh my goodness. I know. After I said that flavors, I saw you give me that little (laughs) eye and I was like, oh no, he's going to go there. Okay. What is, it combines the, what would be like the uh, aromas, aromas, the, it's the aromatic experience of washing your hands. All right, let's dive into soul care when life feels stressful. And like I said, R&R, we're going to talk about some R&R for when life feels stressful. And I asked on Instagram stories recently, actually it was, I think the day of the election, I said, what are you doing to feed your soul right now? And I think it's an important question to just stop back, stop back, step back and say, what does my soul need right now? How can I care for my soul? And by that, I mean, you know, deep down, what would bring me rest and life? What would allow me to stop and be replenished and refueled? Because we can just get in this kind of rat's race mentality, or right now we can get in kind of this just consuming mentality. It's like looking at social media, turning on the news, just listening, listening, watching, watching, and kind of, it can really cause stress. It can cause your heart to race. It Mm -hmm. can cause you to feel anxious. If you get on social media and you see people arguing or you are listening to something on the mainstream media where it's, you know, maybe you have a difference of opinion or something like that. And it can cause you to just feel this unrest and this uneasiness in your soul. And so what does your soul need? How do you take care of your soul when life feels stressful? And so I came up with four things, rhythms, reading, rest, and recipes. And I'm sure there's some more R's and we might think of them as we're doing this, but I wanted to just talk about these and mostly I just want to make you step back and think, what does your soul need? So some of these might not be what your soul needs, but what does your soul need today? Recipes. It's a fun one for me. I love cooking. I love um, the act of making food, but also I love eating as well. And I think this is a time when we can kind of nourish our bodies and our souls through maybe it's just taking time to make that recipe that you really love or that your family is really going to enjoy and just add kind of an extra bit of comfort to your day. When things feel a little bit out of control, I know that that can just add some, some comfort and also, you know, nourishing your body. I think I've heard from a lot of people. In fact, there was a meme that I saw that it was like, 
at this rate, how I've been stress eating, I'm going to get to 270 before a presidential candidate does. And um, I, I've heard from a lot of people who are stress eating right now. And so just also thinking about, are you nourishing your body with food that's going to feed you in a way to make you feel healthy and not make you just have more anxiety and have more stress because you're just feeding your body kind of empty, useless carbs and stuff that just going to make you feel gross. But makes you feel good. And when you eat them in the moment, Mm -hmm. but then for maybe the next hour or two or longer, it's not worth it. I will confess though, you bought a bag of M&Ms the other night. We had an election party and we Mm -hmm. had some teens over for our election party. And so you bought teen food um, which they is for it. a mm-hmm. lot of chips. I found out everybody wanted chips because Catherine put in the orders and I think all of them asked for a specific kind of chip. Um, and but then also you'd bought some other junk food, including M&Ms. And I have been eating a few, a few small handfuls of M&Ms every day. So yep. I'm not saying don't, you know, that you need to just be eating broccoli and celery, but make sure that you have a decently balanced diet. I guess Kirsten... Kirsten, you didn't want that? You didn't like that? No, she likes the M&M's. You like the M&M's better? Does mama make an M&M milk for you? (laughs) Um, Okay, let's talk about rhythms. Jesse, what are some rhythms that you feel like are kind of helping your soul in the middle of the stressful season? I think reading, you know, setting a schedule, exercising, doing, just doing things that... you know, especially with exercising, because you get the hormonal benefit of feeling better when you work out. Um, that would definitely help. But just getting into a regular, I hate to use the term rhythm, but regular schedule that, that you can count on, that you can look forward to, and you can hold yourself disciplined to. You know, it's, it's something that when you start feeling anxious and like, okay, what, what do I need to do next? You start getting paralyzed. You just go back to you know, what you know works and, and what that pattern is that you've set for yourself. And I think sometimes the beginning of the day really can set the tone for the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. And so if you're starting out your day, just looking on social media and turning on the news, and it's kind of just clouding your ability to feel peace in your heart, Mm -hmm. maybe starting it out with another kind of rhythm Mm -hmm. that's going to be a soul filling rhythm would be a smart thing to do. And I know that I've kind of, for the last few days, been a little bit out of my usual normal rhythm and it's really affected my day. And so that's something that this morning I was like, I have to do those things or not, I have to, but I want to do those things because it does make such a difference in the day for me to start with exercise and a cup of tea Mm -hmm. with collagen in it and lots of half and half. And um, then also time in God's word, time in prayer, praying over my day and reading a few books, which another R I have on my list is reading. And I think that instead of reading all of the news, you know, it's great to keep up with it, but instead of just focusing on filling our mind with all of that, taking some time to step away, turn off the noise and read a book that's going to fill your soul, whether that's a fiction book or a nonfiction book. And also it might be reading aloud as a family. That's Mm -hmm. something that we've been trying to do better. And also reading to 
the, the babies, um, they love to be read mm-hmm. to. So you're talking about like, good night, moon, guess how much I love you. Um, every day I try to just sit down and read two picture books with them. And then we have this little ABC Bible verse book that we go over. And then I read a proverb to them. And then I'm reading a chapter from um, a read aloud chapter book. We're reading Charlie and the Chocolate Factory right now. And obviously they don't get a lot of it, but the exercise of them sitting there and watching and listening and mm-hmm. um, they're learning from that. But it's also, it's really soul filling for me to see them be excited and it just kind of step away from everything else and just enjoy life through a little child's eyes. It, you know, they don't care about anything that's going on in the world. Well, to harken back to what you were talking about with the, tra- with the trauma and the, and the body's keeping the score. Um, you know, that's a bad thing that will affect you late, later on in life, potentially. So what, what about the good things, like the reading those bigger books, those chapter books, what that can do subconsciously later on? Well, yeah, yeah and it's, I think that's because the body keeps score. Uh, it's not just of trauma. Mm-hmm. The body also keeps score of those wonderful moments. I don't know mm-hmm. what would be the inverse of trauma, but yeah. And how can we make sure that we're pouring that into our kids? And I think it's really important for those of us who are parents right now, our kids are going to feel what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And if we are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, if we're feeling anxious, it's going to trickle down to them. Just mm-hmm. like I had the podcast with Sissy Goff and we talked about raising worry-free girls and how our the worry that we have as parents can really affect our kids. And so I think that by caring for our soul and stepping away and taking time to refuel and replenish and not just live in this frenetic, crazy world of all these differing opinions and infighting and unrest, step away from that and have that R&R of those rhythms of reading, of good recipes. Like it's, it's pouring into our kids as well and helping them to feel some stability when they might feel some insecurity or anxiousness. And we have to set the tone for our home. And finally, the last R that I wanted to talk about was rest. And of course, this is an important one. And so I've actually taken a few naps this past week. I've just given myself that permission to do that. And also then we didn't prioritize sleep for a few nights because, well, it was just kind of impossible when it was, we stayed up way too late on the election night. And then on the night before we had been up late, just kind of, there was a lot of, I would say that kind of unrest in my soul of what's tomorrow going to hold when it came to court for champ. And so then saying, you know, I know that my body is depleted right now and I need more rest. So how can I make that happen? And what's that going to look like? And for me, it's meant setting aside some things that I usually, you know, would like to have the house cleaned up at night, or I haven't done as great of job on some of my business projects and that sort of thing, because I've been like, a nap is more important right now than checking those things off the to-do list. And then I also think of what are some restful activities that you can engage in? And, you know, I know for you and I, a lot of times that's just sitting on the floor and playing with the babies. Mm -hmm. Last night we just sat and we played ball and you were holding one baby. I was holding the other baby and we were just, they were, you know, they didn't know what they were doing, but we were helping them to pass it back and forth. And 
they started kind of acting like they figured it out Mm -hmm. somewhat. And we were having so much fun with that. And so just what are some restful activities that you can engage in? So we just want to encourage you, whatever's going on in your life, whatever you're feeling right now, stop and ask yourself, what does my soul need? Hopefully this conversation has given you some starting points. Maybe it's more rhythm. Maybe it's a different kind of rhythm. Maybe it's some reading or some rest or some recipes or something that doesn't even start with an R word. What does your soul need? I really challenge you to ask that question and then take time, make time to prioritize taking action on that. As always, we love to hear from you. We love your feedback. We love your constructive criticism. You can send any and all thoughts on the podcast to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for overlooking a lot of baby noises. We had someone who had a lot to share and I don't know how much that's going to get edited out. I will not apologize for that because that is just the season of life that we're in. So thanks for coming into our home and enjoying some of the background noise that we hear all day long. Have a great week. I hope your soul feels encouraged, rested, and restored, and we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 